I'm your host, Fernanda Carapina, and today I'm so excited to welcome Shivani Dallas. Shivani holds interest ownership in a real estate firm that generated over a billion dollars in residential and investment portfolio sales in 2020. She's an owner of a top-ranked mortgage company. She's been named Chief Strategy Officer of the Hubcraft, where she utilizes her complex range of skills to make effective decisions for strategic collaborations and naturally implement synergy across the organization all while focusing on growth and expansion. Shivani, welcome. Hi, Fernanda. How are you today? I am doing fantastic. I am so glad that you're joining the show. And I can't wait to dig into Hubcraft. But before we do, I just wanted to ask if you would give our listeners a little background on your personal history, where you grew up, how you got started in business, so we can get to know you a little better. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So my family migrated to U.S. when I was just eight years old. My dad brought over three daughters, his lovely bride, and I grew up in the Bay Area, East Bay Area in California. Um, So went through college there. I was there till about 1999. And at that point, we moved to Arizona. Um, I've been in Arizona for over 20 years now, and uh, I absolutely love it. I've been a real estate broker for 16 years, and I have owned my mortgage company a little over two years. Um, Hubcraft is something that I tried to do back in 2014, miserably failed for four years in Arizona. And uh, later I realized that all that failure was nothing, you know, nothing shy of victory because I learned so much at that time that I was able to take that knowledge, go into business partnership with the Hubcraft. And um, here I am. I am now very proud to say that I'm a principal in the company. I am their chief strategy officer and we are making movement in Massachusetts when it comes to the cannabis arena. Yes. So you said the magic word because everyone was probably wondering, what is Hubcraft? (laughs) So um, I'm going to ask you to back up a little bit and take us back into your career uh, in the mortgage business and in the real estate business, um, because obviously you've been very successful. This past year has been a really difficult one for a lot of businesses, and it seems that you've done really well. And I was just wondering if you could share a little bit about your success in that space. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, 16 years ago, when I became licensed, uh, I had already been home for almost 15 years at the time, had the privilege of being at home, raising my children, ran a lot of businesses just out of the home. And um, it was an incredible, incredible time, I will say, just to be able to give your children that time at home. Um, When I got into the industry, not many women in that industry at a high level. And I reached out to so many at the time, Fernanda, I cannot tell you, And uh, all my requests fell on deaf ears. I could not get anybody to help. And I just sort of made that promise to myself that if I do well in this industry, boy, those doors are going to be open for anybody and everybody. And that's exactly what happened. I got right into short sales, default market. Um, To date, I've done over 500 short sales. But within a few years um, of the real estate industry, I was already ranked in the very top in Arizona. And at that time, I did exactly what I promised myself. I opened the doors and I just came from contribution. Anybody and everybody who needed help, I I started to help. Um, 
about four years ago, I decided to turn that into a team versus a solo agent. And that was when the time I knew I wanted to take on a few other businesses and I had to leverage. Uh, so I created my team and um, I would say probably within a year, year and a half of my team uh, being put together, we were now ranking in the top 1% of all of USA by the Wall Street Journal. Um, incredible acc accolade to have. And, wow. you know, it all comes from uh, just giving. It's a phenomenal team. Um, they are still in existence. They are keeping everything running while I do the Hubcraft uh, part of it. I actually kept all my businesses running. So, my mortgage company is doing fantastic. It's running full-fledged. My business partner in that, he's amazing, does a fantastic job. We actually, last year through the pandemic, both real estate uh, brokerage, the real estate team, and the mortgage company all did um, probably well over 20 22% over the year before. So Wow. We've continued to be in growth mode and I'm telling you, it's, uh, you know, you take great care of your clients and they take great care of you. Well, that's a, an incredible um, story and such a, a great, great lesson. Now, for our listeners that don't understand what a short sale is, would you mind explaining that? Sure. Uh, when we went through our recession and started between 05 and 07, depending on which state you lived in and how it affected you. But at that time, so much real estate was defaulting. So basically what happens is that your mortgage is a lot higher in, in value than the value of the home. Therefore, I would go back to the bank and negotiate if the clients could either walk away from the home or if we could put a uh, some paperwork in place, which allowed them to walk away from their debt. They would then relinquish the house and give that house either back to the bank or we would sell that house for them to the next buyer. Obviously, if we sold the home and the home sold for less than what the mortgage value was, the bank would have to stamp that approval. And that's the process that I was a part of. I was selling the homes for clients. The houses were worth less than the mortgage amount. And I was putting clearances in place for them so that they no longer had a debt when they walked away. I mean, that must have been an incredibly emotional job. It really was. And I'm not sure I would have stayed in the real estate industry if I was not emotionally connected because my first year, there wasn't a lot of short sale. And I literally was teeter-tottering as to, is this the right industry for me? And honestly, being a part of the short sales, sitting across the dining table of a lot of these folks, you know, just imagine the husband of the home, tears in his eyes. He knows he's about to lose his home. Sometimes the wife didn't even know what was going on. I mean, the dynamics were so different from family to family, but it emotionally connected us. And my promise to them was that, you know, you will recover. The house is just a house. Your home is your family and we will rebuild it. And um, I'll be around when it's time for you to buy a new one and I'll be there to help you qualify for a new one. And that's exactly what happened. Um, kept a very strong database from day one. And I was a part of what we call the boomerang effect, which then started maybe three to four years later when they started to acquisition homes again. That same group of individuals who lost their homes were now becoming home buyers again. And uh, it, was, it was an incredible journey to be a part of all of that. Wow. That must have been incredibly powerful and, and felt so good to be able to do to put them in a new home after that. Yes, absolutely. 
So I'm curious, given how much uh, work it takes to to effectively run a business, which you obviously have done, and have two, three businesses that are going simultaneously, and then the Hubcraft opportunity presented itself. Before we start talking about Hubcraft, how do you manage to oversee the three other entities and effectively lead them? Um, well, it started with real estate, obviously. I had recently gone through a divorce at the time. And uh, possibly the best thing I can say about that is that I I held on to that pain. I harvested it. I turned it into an incredible amount of power and I poured it into my businesses. And I never remarried after that. I've been divorced for 16 years now. Um, and I can say that I did dedicate a lot of time and a lot of effort into those businesses. I built them slowly. I that is very important. I built them right and I built them slowly. And until you have effective talent on your bench, you're not going to be good at what you're doing and you must master your trade. So while I mastered my trade and became certified in every area of real estate, I built a fantastic team. Talk about a dream team. Um, they are now very effectively running that business where I literally chime in two to three times a week by phone, touch base with my executive team within that team. Um, same thing with the mortgage company. It's being ran so effectively only due to the leadership that's in place. And now I am building the Hubcraft. So the Hubcraft, I would say most of my time goes into that. And um, here we are. We are probably six months away from opening our doors to 75,000 square feet of uh, cultivation, distribution, and manufacturing of cannabis and retail. It's a very exciting time. Well, I, I, I really want to dig into Hubcraft because it's a whole... It's a whole show in and of itself, but I'm going to ask you one last question on this last yeah. topic. Um, so at We Global Studios, we're very committed to helping women build companies with really strong foundational elements from day one and are really focused on helping them achieve revenue and bootstrapping the company from the beginning and really focusing on the revenue piece so that the company is able to achieve key metrics that they can then use to raise capital when they feel that they need to or want to. And so what you're saying really resonates with me and with the philosophy of the company because you're talking about building it slowly. Can you just talk a little bit about what you see in the market in terms of uh, entrepreneurs that oftentimes early days um, create a concept, create some materials, and, and may even start creating an MVP and then immediately go out to raise capital without having had the benefit of really pressure testing their business? Yeah, that's a great question. So part of the process of building it slowly and building it right is aligning yourself with the right people and always being the person in the room who needs to learn the most. And I think people fear that they want to be the leader in every room and they want to be the know it all in every situation. And I can just tell you that uh, that works for about a half a minute. You really need to surround yourself with people who will challenge your thinking, your way of doing things, your way of managing money, your way of doing your business plan. It is that challenging atmosphere and environment that allows you to, to grow through it. Um, now, when I say put yourself in a challenging environment, I don't mean shark-like environment. I mean 
I mean, people, other people that have the same values and the same acumen you do that will open their doors to you, talk frankly with you and uh, be a part of that platform that you need to stand on as you build your business. Um, it was very important for me to go to the best of the best, knock on all the doors that I could and say, how are you doing this? And always finding out what is not working. Fernanda, that has been key in Massachusetts to go knock on all of the, of the growth facilities that have shut down to find out why. Why did you not survive? What happened? And here's what you know I've learned about that process, just like what I learned through real estate. And before you start fundraising, as you said, um, we are building according to the failure record of what's going on out there. They're not putting enough money in technology. Our technology is through the roof because of that. A lot of those businesses did not have a business side. The growers were amazing. They knew all about the product, but they they didn't have a business side that could handle the business part of it. I'm the business side of um, the Hubcraft. My partner, he is the product side. He's an amazing visionary when it comes to that. His experience is so extensive in that area, as is mine in business. So together, we're able to build this empire. And we still have not set out for funding, additional funding that's needed, because we're doing exactly what I'm talking about. We are lining up and we are doing just on angel funding right now. And I think we're probably less than two weeks away where we start to meet with uh, not only venture capitalists, but um, institutional funding companies so that we have got a great presentation. You will get chewed up and spit out if you go and approach anybody for funding and you do not have your portfolios together, your business plans together, and uh, probably a, right, a, a good, strong roadmap. And the reason I say that is because that is when businesses get eaten up and they get taken advantage of. Um, these, uh, a lot of these venture capitalists will come in and literally give you nothing for, for the ownership that they are asking simply because they have the money. And at that point, you don't have the know-how, you don't have the talent to show them your value. Um, we're pretty we're pretty different in Massachusetts. Um, I'd love to go a little bit deeper in a minute about what we've done to create a stronger value statement so that as we go in, now we've got them knocking on our doors. They want to fund us. So, so let's back up now and start from the hub spot. Um, okay. Crossing the road. So you're successfully crushing it in real estate. Cannabis is not on your mind. And one day, what happens? One day, a client of mine, 2014, a doctor out of Colorado, he and his wife asked me if they can um, get my help in moving their growing facility from Colorado to Arizona. And I said, I would love to. I'd love to be a part of that. And it was not a business partnership. It was literally as a real estate agent hat on just for me to do my fiduciary for them. As I dug into commercial space and I dug into the laws, I went back to them and I said, I would not sign these contracts if I was in your shoes, simply because in Arizona, the way the licensing is done, the um, the license that we are going to open under, they're going to own us. They're going to own your facility. They're going to own your growth. Are you sure this is something you want to do? Put your money on the line. And at that point, they approached me and asked me if I would be a business partner with them. And 
I said, absolutely. If I can come in with the same amount of money that you come in with, I just want 50%. That's my deal. I want to be an equal partner in this and I'll handle the business part of it. Well, we spent four years and obviously we could not turn over the laws in Arizona. Um, the dispensary licenses were all taken. We had to go under someone's dispensary license in order to grow, and therefore we would be owned by them. And I feel like 2018 came and I was just getting ready to give up. And my business partner, he crossed paths with Howard Tanyu. And Howard is from uh, Southern California. And Howard mentioned to him in passing, literally in passing, that yeah, he was looking into a cannabis license in Massachusetts and was looking for partners. And my business partner immediately said, I think I've got someone for you. You've got to talk to her. She's pretty well versed now in the last four years in Arizona. Um, Howard and I started a conversation. And before you knew it, he was flying into Arizona to talk to me, get to know me. I was going to L.A. And then we made a few trips out to Massachusetts and uh, shook hands. And here we are. We joined our um, funds, our vision, our um you know, everything we could, our collective talent over the last 15, 17 years in our respective businesses. And um, there we went and we have put together this company out there and he stays in his lane. I stay in mine. We come together for many, many projects together. But we know that um, we've mastered our own areas and and we absolutely lift each other through that. Um, we share vision. And we share our way of doing business, our, our integrity. We have to sh we have to shake a hand. We don't have to do contracts with each other. I mean, we obviously put the business together legally, but when you work with somebody like that, um, it's wonderful. You know, your ethos aligns, and yeah. you don't find that enough. Yeah, in absolutely. So, so now share with us a little bit about the vision for Hubcraft. I know it's a very vertically integrated company. I understand that the canopy um, limits in Massachusetts are, are such that it seems like vertical integration is the play, and and also that you've been able to secure some celebrity um, product that will be exclusively sold through Hubcraft in Massachusetts. So, if you could just share a little bit about that. Yeah, you got it. So the celebrity part of it was never part of the original vision. It is once again, you know, we happened to be talking to somebody about in L.A. about what they were doing. And they were talking about how Whoopi Goldberg was trying to recreate her brand. And the more I talked to them about it, the more we thought, oh, my goodness, should we put our foot out there and ask them if they would like to collaborate with us on this as long as we get ex. Massachusetts and the more we furthered our conversation and we started to talk to her group, her management group, um, you know, once again, our visions aligned and they loved the, the part where we wanted the celebrity to be such a big part of the creative process. Not just that, we didn't want someone who's going to just endorse a product. We wanted somebody who has a story. There's a reason why she's in the cannabis industry. It's for her own health reasons. She wants to bring in something with wellness and lifestyle changes for, for people. And we aligned with that. And then there we went. And Whoopi was the first one we signed. Uh, then came Paul Pierce, ex-Celtics player. Wow. Um, after that, we signed Gary Payton. Uh, Gary wow. has been in several teams. 
And um, that was amazing in itself. And a gentleman by the name of Freeway Rick Ross. And all of them have very established products all throughout the West Coast. Hmm. So what we're bringing to um, Massachusetts is a, um, a product that has been tested, tried, is doing well. Mm-hmm. We are simply recreating some of their branding so that we can be exclusive within the Massachusetts arena. Because as you know, or maybe you don't know, Cannabis is legal, state to state is different, and laws are different in every state. So Mm -hmm. we are simply catering to the Massachusetts market, and that's why it's important for us to have the exclusivity throughout that market. And so when are you planning on opening your doors, or are you already open? No, we are just in our building stage. We are probably less than five, six months from opening our doors. We do have uh, agreements with several production companies in the area where we are bringing in the strain and we are going to start creating the product already for a lot of these celebrities that will launch hopefully by the end of this year, Q4 of 2021. We will be open Q1 of 2022. Fabulous. And you are going to be growing as well as manufacturing, distributing, and selling. Correct. Our license allows um, cultivation, manufacturing, distribution, and retail. We are fully vertical, and we have submitted for delivery licenses as well. That's fantastic. Well, I, having grown up in Massachusetts, I'm sure um, they're very delighted that um, there's going to be another really great cannabis company that'll be in the state providing great quality goods to make people's lives a lot easier, better, and healthier. Um, I want to switch gears now for a moment and just talk to you a little bit about Startup Hacks. And since you've obviously created several businesses successfully and are in the midst of uh, another big one, what top three startup hacks would you say that you've utilized in the past that you feel have saved you time, money, and even helped you gain a competitive edge? Sure. Um, Master your trade. Whatever you go into, know everything you can about it. You can't learn enough. You know, align yourself with the right people. Learn, learn, learn. Get every certification known to mankind under that topic, that subject. And you want to know everything that you can. It is part of growing, not only the business, but yourself. The second thing I would say is systems um, are so important. Your processes and your systems must be very efficient and you must stay organized. It grows faster than you can imagine. And if those are not in place, that's when people find themselves falling, burning out, um, just making errors, things like that. The last one is probably the most important. You know, um, build the best relationships you can. My relationships have led me to where I am today. Um, It is being an amazing counterpart for other people and then them being amazing for you. And those relationships have opened up more doors than you can imagine. And I do the same for anybody who knocks on my door. So those would be the three most important things. And if our listeners would like to reach out to you, learn more about you or Hubcraft or any of your businesses for that matter, what would be the best way for them to learn more? Oh, no worries. You know, I was in the real estate industry all those years. My phone number is all over the internet. And that is my (laughs) cell phone number. They can text me, they can call me, they can email me. 
find me on Instagram, find me on Facebook. I've got a pretty unique name, Shivani Dallas. That is what I go by on everything. And I would be happy if I cannot help, I will help them find the source that can. And Shivani is S-H-I-V-A-N-I. Correct. And what about for Hubcraft? Does Hubcraft have a website yet? Yep, it's thehubcraft.com. It's actually got all the social media in place as well. Fantastic. Well, I can't thank you enough, Shivani. Our time has flown by, and I so appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your story. And best of luck with Hubcraft. I know you're going to crush it in Massachusetts, and I wish you all the best. You're most welcome. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. Well, thank you again, and tune in next week for more Startup Hacks. We have another great show you won't want to miss on the secret female founder strategies that will save you time and money when building your business.